Your heavy leather boots pound the dirt. Your breath saws at your lungs. You're sprinting through a dark forest on a cold night. The way forward is lit only by the lumbering, hissing death chasing. Crashes through the trees, leaving a trail of splintered, smoldering destruction in its wake. Breaking into a clearing, you spot a lone wooden barrel. Purified steel nails glint from the edges in the flickering firelight. You clamber desperately into your shelter, tearing your pant leg and gouging your calf in your rush. Curled into a tight ball, you take a deep breath, attempting to slow your heart rate. You should be safe now. You had only seconds to spare. The barrel lurches as the serpent winds around it, and you hit your head hard. The wood groans and strains as the creature begins to constrict. Flesh rips and tears on the nails, and all sounds are drowned out by a thunderous, hissing shriek. Your breathing grows ragged as the air gets hot. The barrel splinters and shudders, but does not give. And the harder the serpent tries to crush you, the more it tears itself apart. Flames flicker through cracks in the wood, illuminating the brilliant gemstone clutched to your chest. Your pants are soaked in a growing puddle of blood, sweat, and urine. If you can just last a little longer, The sound of splintering wood reaches a deafening height as the barrel collapses. Everything fades. A hundred years have passed. A light breeze blows through the picturesque fields on the mountainside. Steam rises from the lake in the cold morning air. In the depths, something seems to glitter catching the light of the rising sun. The scene is marred only by a deep scar gouged through the forest and fields, a patch of scorched earth where no plants grow. In its center, a scattering of bent, rusted nails. This week, the Guivre, the Serpent of France. Welcome to Monster of the Week. Put to paper in 1393, in Jean d'Arès' Roman de Mélicine, the myth of Mélicine had a long and mixed history in oral tradition. It goes something like this. Mélicine was born of a human father and a fairy mother, granting her shape-shifting powers. But when she transgressed against her father, her mother cursed her to become a serpent every Saturday. This curse could only be broken if she found a true love that would respect her privacy on these days, or else could be trusted with the secret. Count Raymondin, a French nobleman, was on a hunting trip when he heard a beautiful voice. 
Drawn to this siren's call, he discovered Melisine by a sacred lake, falling instantly in love. The two were happily wed soon thereafter, having ten beautiful children. It was only when Raymondin's cousin planted seeds of doubt in him, suggesting that Melusine might be having an affair, that he betrayed his love. <gasps> Spying through a hole in the door, he beheld Melusine's monstrous form, winged and serpentine from the waist down. He was discovered in this transgression, and forgiven as he promised to keep her secret. The true betrayal came when one of his sons murdered another, whereupon he denounced Melissine, blaming the tragedy on his wife's monstrous nature. This condemned Melissine to her curse, and she left, only to return as an omen of death, foretelling the passing of each noble. Grivre are her mythological descendants, female French dragons, which are etymologically the origin of wyverns, though they bear little resemblance to their later English interpretations. They were great flying serpents, wreathed in flames, who dwelled in lakes in the French countryside. So toxic was their breath that no plants could grow for years where they passed. Protectors of great treasure, a guivre's most valuable treasure was the large ruby or diamond she used for an eye. This gemstone, it was said, would bring happiness as much as it would fortune. It could only be stolen when she would take it out to bathe. Discovering that her eye had been stolen would whip the Guivre into a blind frenzy, devastating the surrounding countryside until her eye was recovered. Thieves would try to slay her by hiding in a spiked barrel, whereupon the serpent would tear herself apart, trying to reach them in her blind fury. Even this tactic, however, could rarely defeat the might of an enraged Guivre. Often they would crush the barrel, thief included, recover their treasure, and return to their dwellings. It's easy to see the parallels between the Guivre and Melissine. Both are essentially peaceful serpentine monsters whose wrath was invoked through bathing-based betrayal. Perhaps stealing the eye is said to bring happiness because it represents stealing back the prying gaze of Count Raymondin, which had destroyed their happiness so long ago. But in trying to symbolically undo this transgression, the thief cuts into the scars of betrayal. Despite being monstrous, the Cuivre is not depicted as the villain of her tales. She's the victim. This is probably why, in many of the tales, the thieves' efforts to slay the Cuivre with their spiked barrels would fail. Even when translated to a more monstrous form, Melusine remained a powerful but benevolent force. Opposing her made you the villain rather than she. For this reason, her story was twisted into propaganda at both ends. Wyverns lost their peaceful qualities, seen as threatening beasts, wild dragons with no agency. Dehumanizing her in this way, as the English did, made slaying her a heroic deed. On the other hand, the French accounts that preserved more of the original myth, such as Jean d'Arras' tale, warped it to serve the needs of their powerful, 
It was said that Melusine had returned to the castle one last time to signify the end of English rule, thereby rightfully returning it to the French. A pretty ironic depiction for Melusine, the omen of death for French nobility. However, as aristocracy tumbled before new global powers, Melusine would once again show up as the icon for one such power. You may have seen this depiction of her next to a horribly misspelled version of your name on your morning coffee. Till next time, keep it clean, friends. Came to me like silver fire And touched my faithless heart You thought you saw your miracle But I was far and apart And I sing by my window Beware all who enter here And the clock tower rings so The warning was made was clear Still you stay a vagabond Touch me with golden hands and I grew to love your voice, to love all your demands.